Welcome to the Momsiety Minute. I'm Alicia Hammer, holistic health coach supporting anxious moms to overcome their anxiety so they can feel vibrant, energized, and calm in their bodies. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what Momsiety is, my own struggle with Momsiety, and how I can support you in making the transformation to a calm and controlled life. Okay, so let's start with what Momsiety is. Simply put, Momsiety is mom anxiety. Our society has painted anxiety as a normal part of motherhood, but just because it's common does not mean it's normal. We have this picture that we're given of a mom who's all frazzled and overwhelmed. Um, you know, we just have this phrase of like, oh, she's just really worried all the time because she's a mom, right? It's just mom worry. We're made to think that being worried all the time is just a part of being a mom, but it doesn't have to be. So when I used to think about anxiety, I used to think of having a mental disorder, that intense, intruding, debilitating anxiety that you have to take a drug to overcome. Because you know, that's what the media and society would like me to believe. That's what is painted for us all the time. And there's actually a really large scale of anxiety. So it starts with kind of a minimal anxiety where you have some smaller feelings of worry, you're still able to get things done, you're still able to focus on tasks, um, you have few to no physical symptoms. It's really just you're noticing you're feeling worried more often. Then you have mild anxiety, um, where you might have anxious thoughts throughout the day, but not all day. Uh, there are some changes in your concentration and your sleep, and you have stomach aches and muscle tension. Then moderate anxiety, where you feel anxious most of the day, you experience changes in your sleep, your appetite, your concentration, you might start avoiding activities that make you feel anxious, um, and you might be feeling panicky, you might have headaches, and feel fatigue. Then there's severe anxiety. Um, you feel anxious all day. You experience more of those physical symptoms with the breathlessness, chest tightness. Um, you have for sure digestive issues. Um, you're unable to focus. You have sensory overload, which again, if you think about a lot of the like memes and reels and things that you see out there on social media about moms um, today, you definitely have this idea of the sensory overload, right? The kids are running everywhere. Mom has a big to-do list. Sign of anxiety. Um, and then you also feel isolated, which again, a lot of times mothers express that they feel isolated. They feel more alone once they become a mom. Um, and then we have debilitating anxiety where you feel severely anxious all day long you experience panic attacks. Um, you can't function. You just feel like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. You have intense physical symptoms like feeling paralyzed or the numbness in your limbs. You melt down. 
uh, you have obsessive thoughts and you're really feeling like you're just not able to continue the way that you're going. And these levels of anxiety are all warning signs. So even just the very, very, you know, very mild, um, minimal anxiety, right? Those are still signs and warning signs from your body is telling us that we need to make some changes. What taking a pill does is, yes, it quiets those symptoms, but it quiets the warning signs. And then since your body is like, hey, you're not listening to me, it creates other warning signs. And then you also have side effects from the pills that you're taking. And then all of a sudden, you're this big tangled mess of warning signs and side effects. So my thoughts about anxiety have changed a lot. I now think of anxiety as a lifestyle disorder, not so much a mental disorder. Your body is telling you that something is off. It's out of whack. It's imbalanced. There are many issues that present themselves with anxiety. You could have a thyroid issue. Maybe your body isn't detoxing properly. You could have a leaky gut. It could be a hormonal imbalance. Just to name a few things. Um, there are many others out there, but these seem to be the heavy hitters. Whatever the deeper reason is, your body is giving you these signs and it's your job to play detective and find out what's going on. I personally struggled with anxiety during my first pregnancy and then it really amped up during my postpartum experience. It started with being extremely irritated by the smallest of things and it escalated to a total doom and gloom feeling. I dreaded each day. I would wake up and immediately start shaking. Um, so nothing even had to happen to me for me to feel like, oh my God, this is the worst day ever. Um, I was feeling like I was having a heart attack. Um, I would have like the chest tightness and pain. And then down my arms, it would feel numb and kind of like tingly down into my hands. Um, yeah, I just, I did not feel like myself. It was horrible. Um, I looked in the mirror and I would wonder where the girl was who was so excited to get pregnant. Um, yeah, cause this all started during my pregnancy and you know, I even had some of these ideas of like, well, maybe if I just had a miscarriage, like I could just deal with that really sad feeling and then like get over it. I wouldn't have to feel this anxiety anymore. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Like I, I, and I truly had these thoughts. Um, and then of course, when I, you know, kind of came out and I would look back on that, it's like, oh no, 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 no. I never would want that to happen. But you know, that's where my mind went when I was so low. Um, you know, I would, again, I would look in the mirror and I'd wonder, you know, where that girl was who 
loved her life. I loved to travel. I loved going to parties and being with people, but I also really cherished my alone time. That's when I re-energized myself. You know, I'd read a good book. I'd do a solo dance session. Like that girl was gone. I didn't know where she went because all of a sudden my alone time became terrifying because I was alone with my thoughts, with my worry, my obsessive worry. But then also being around people was equally terrifying because I always felt like I had to pretend um, like I wasn't the way I was, Uh, like I wasn't feeling the things that I was feeling because everyone expected me to be happy. Yay, your first pregnancy. Yay, your first baby. She's so beautiful and such a wonderful little human. And, And that just like created so much guilt, you know, that I wasn't feeling those things, or at least, you know, those feelings would be fleeting, right? They would come and go very, very shortly. And, you know, I knew that I had a great baby. I had a great um, pregnancy, a great birth. I had the birth that I wanted, you know, all of these things, but I just, oh, it was exhausting to have to be around other people. And I just pretend like I wasn't feeling the things that I was feeling which made me feel very alone and like no one understood me. Everyone I reached out to for support had one solution for me. Take the pill. I wasn't interested in that. I hadn't even taken so much as a Tylenol since I got pregnant. I had a home birth, um, so zero medication there, um, and I was breastfeeding. I knew that the pills would show up in my breast milk, and I had no intention of doing that to my baby. I knew that there was something deeper going on in my body, and I leaned into that. I leaned into my intuition. I did a lot of research, and I found the right support team to give me the guidance I needed to overcome my crippling anxiety without pills. Now, it's important here. They gave me the guidance. They did not do the healing for me. They did not give me the magic formula. I did that for myself, but they guided me toward that healing. And through this, you know, I'm not trying to shame or convince other moms not to take pills. This was just simply my personal journey to where I am today. So um, I was able to take off some time from work to focus on my healing. And I remember my last day before taking my time off, um, a coworker came up to me. Um, she's a good friend of mine and she very, very lovingly said that it'll be so nice to have a break. And I kind of, kind of chuckled a little bit. Um, and I told her, well, it'll be really nice to have the time off of work, but this is when like my real work is actually going to start. Like this is no break for me. This is, I'm about to embark on, on some real healing here. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I knew I had a lot of work to put into my healing and I wasn't interested in the quick fix stuff. Um, so, you know, I went into it definitely knowing, okay. Okay. Yes, it's nice to be off of work, but man, oh man, this is no vacation. I am going to be doing some stuff that might make me pretty uncomfortable, but 
very worth it. Okay, so what did I do? Um, I actually unintentionally became my own first health coaching client. Um, you know, it wasn't until like five years later, I actually looked into health coaching and started up my practice and everything. So, um, yeah, very unintentionally became my own client. I looked at all of the aspects of my life and I started making adjustments. I started drastically lessening my toxic load in cleaning products, beauty products, kitchen equipment, all of that kind of stuff. I tested for food intolerances and sensitivities, and then I cut out all of those triggering foods. I incorporated yoga, and I cut out the majority of my high-intensity workouts um, because those were actually stressing my body out more than um, you know, the good things that came from it. I made a career shift. Let's see, I learned how to cook more than just uh, throwing in a frozen pizza or warming up a jar of Alfredo. Those are my specialties. Um, I started looking at what I value most in life and then living my life to reflect those values. Um, so often I would say like, oh, well, you know, just this phase of my life, I have to do X, Y, and Z, and then like later I can live my purpose. But I really started focusing on that purpose of my life and my values. I went outside on the grass in the sun without sunscreen or shoes. I focused on air and water quality in my home. Honestly, the list is endless. Um, I did everything. And I saw a lot of different people too. Um, acupuncture, chiropractor, cryotherapy, talk therapy. Um, you know, like I said, I had, I had a pretty awesome team that I built. Um, and yeah, I'm, honestly, the things that I'm doing still today, like I am constantly making adjustments. I am constantly looking um, at how I can really live my best life, my healthiest, most well life. Um, and that's, you know, health and wellness is not the destination, it's the journey. All right, so moving on. I would like to share some stats with you about anxiety, but before I do, I just have to say that I think stats on anxiety are all way low numbers. One reason being that moms are warriors and put everyone else's needs first, so they put off their own issues, right? Um, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not sleeping well, and then it you know, it's like, oh, well, of course I'm not sleeping well. I'm a mom, right? We just kind of blow it off. Like like I said in the beginning, that idea of, oh, well, everyone suffers as a mom, right? Um, and then second, because there's really a stigma around having anxiety because we all define it as a mental disorder. And no one really wants to admit to having a mental disorder. Um, we also don't see anxiety as that spectrum or that scale where like even just an increase in your worry can be called anxiety. Um, but most moms aren't like running to the doctor to be like, oh, I feel a little anxious, right? It's once it gets debilitating. And um, yeah, so a lot of us are just not 
going and saying like, yes, I have anxiety. And when we look at statistics, we need to keep in mind how they acquired that information as well. So is it how many women have gone to a doctor for like a formal diagnosis of anxiety? Or is it just like a survey of moms and they're just like, hey, do you have anxiety? Um, you know, what questions are being asked? And then are the moms in the surveys or studies again, being outright asked if they have anxiety or are they talking about symptoms? Because it's very different. Like if someone came up to you and was just like, hey, do you have anxiety? Probably going to say, um, no. Because again, we think about it as that formal diagnosis, right? But if someone came up to you and was like, hey, are you really tired at night? But then when you lay down, you toss and you turn and you have like, all these different thoughts and worries and you know to-do lists and blah 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 going on in your head that you can't go to sleep I can almost guarantee you that that question is going to get a lot more conversation going than just coming up to someone and be like hey do you have anxiety um, or like hey do you have do you find it hard to concentrate or focus on tasks or do you feel overstimulated or do you worry more now that you're a mom than before you had kids? Like all of those questions, in my mind, would definitely get more of a conversation going, um, especially with moms, um, than just being like, hi, do you have anxiety? Chances are you're, you're not going to be as honest with that one. So anyway. It is estimated that 23.4% of women in the U.S. have reported struggling with anxiety. Okay, so that's all women in the U.S., 23.4%. And then specifically for moms, one in five moms experiences postpartum anxiety, which postpartum anxiety is really specific to motherhood. Um, your worries really revolve around motherhood. and it, it kind of crops up during your postpartum experience. Okay, and again, this is just what's being reported. And I truly think these numbers are low, which, I mean, they're high numbers, but I think they, they are realistically higher. And anxiety has been steadily increasing, um, especially over the last few years. And I really want to spread awareness and get the conversation going around it. Um, I think we are making huge strides in doing that, but so often the narrative around anxiety is still either that like, oh, what you're experiencing is normal. Um, you know, it's just a part of motherhood, just get over it. Um, or that idea that oh, you have a chemical imbalance. Here, take this pill. Um, that really is still kind of dominating the narrative and that just really doesn't sit well with me. I'm here to bring light to the underlying causes of anxiety, anxiety as a symptom of other issues, and then lifestyle changes to overcome the anxiety. And throughout my podcast episodes, I'm going to be sharing information 
about possible root causes and changes you can implement. But honestly, without knowing you directly and without your input about your specific body and history, this is all just information and suggestions. You are the expert of your own body. Okay, I am not the doctor. I am not the expert of your body. That's you. So you should always trust your body, always trust your own intuition of how you feel is best for you to heal based on all of the information that you get. Okay. So if you are looking for personalized support in overcoming your mom's anxiety through holistic healing practices, you can sign up to meet me and I will have all of that information um, in the information below the podcast. And, you know, you can start your amazing transformation to feeling calm and in control of your anxiety. It's really just up to you. I want to thank you so much for listening. And I want to make sure that you say thank you to yourself for showing up today. Take care.